Hello, and welcome to the Consider Your Mind podcast. I'm your gracious host, Eric King, and today we have with us a very special guest, the co-founder and co-host of the Consider Your Mind podcast, Mr. Nino Pachan. Enjoy. Sir. Welcome back to the Consider Your Mind podcast. We just released our first episode last week. So how does that make you feel, E? Awesome, man. Just like I said, as soon as I hear that we released our first episode, it's awesome because uh, the support we got from everybody, um, they really did enjoy it and um, they really got something from it. Um, you never know what you're doing for people, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's nice to see the community starting to grow a little bit. Uh, slowly but surely, you know, the numbers will grow. But it is nice to see the reactions we've been getting lately. Mm-hmm. So, It's off the ground. Yeah, man, I'm just excited. I'm excited yeah, to get this thing yeah, started. You know? And uh, shout out to you for uh, making it happen with your boy Steve, man. We hadn't hooked up in, again, many, many moons, man. Maybe about seven years, six years since I've seen him. Yeah, and, man. Um, it's, it's definitely been yeah, a while. Man, so mm-hmm. That was definitely an example of, uh, what they say, six degrees of separation. You know, yeah. like you're you're really six degrees of separation from anybody you need to meet. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, it's pretty crazy, you know, to see things really come to life. Um, we talked mm-hmm. about it a couple months ago, and just getting the idea started and just running with it. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, and I alluded to it in the first podcast, but um, you were the one again. Shout out to the group chat, man. You know, everybody yeah, has to get yeah, group definitely. chats out there. <laughs> They're important. And you you were talking about, hey, guys, we should start a podcast, you know, to, you know, talk about the stuff we talk about here. That's where guys kind of feel safe to talk. And, you know, the next day I said, hey, man, I, bought, I got this dot com. Boom, I sent you consideryourmind.com. <laughs> and I'm suddenly, the, the legend is, you hit me back with the logo, and it's been on from there. That just rolled, you know, it rolled off the tongue really nice to, you know, just, you know, consider your mind. And I was like, you know what? That that's it, you know. That's the name, you know. Let's let's go with it. Yeah. And then you yeah. know, the creative juices start flowing. Start thinking about the logos and everything like that. And yeah, man, just to see it come together is, is pretty neat. So yeah, definitely yeah. a good way to start off the new year, man. Twenty twenty one has been it's been crazy. Yeah. But you know, so hopefully twenty twenty two, the year of love. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's, let's turn things around. Yeah, man. Uh, we. To say like 2021 was crazy, I'm like, man, these last few years, I think ever yeah. since, you know, 2020, literally, yeah. I don't think, you know, this has stopped. I told my mom, um, we were speaking, and she's like, hey, once things go back to normal, or, you know, we, t- we kind of speak like that uh, with people generally, you know, when things go back, can't wait till things go back. And I feel like we're living in what we call when we were kids, you know, 9-11 happened when we were, and I was like in middle school, and yeah. how they said after that, we live in a post-9-11 world, you know? So everything was post 9-11 in light of everything. You couldn't say certain things. There's a way you had to behave at the you know airport differently, all these things. And so same thing now with COVID. You know, we live in a post-COVID world. You know, the language has changed. <laughs> you know, yeah. our mode of yeah. operating in, in spaces has changed. So I, th- I view it as very similar to that. Yeah, man. I mean, I think in our lifetime, being, you know, born in 86, so growing up, I guess those are like, yeah, you know, the two main things that kind of I think about, you know, just how my life has changed in general was just 9-11. That definitely shook everything around me, around mm-hmm. us, you know. And then now it's the pandemic where things are also changing again. So it's it's kind of crazy that kind of lived through that and, you know, just seeing the world itself change. Going mm-hmm. from one thing that you're used to and having to, you know, 
really change your ways on certain things. So yeah, and adjust to change very quickly and very on the fly. You know, I guess that's kind of that's kind of been our life, man. So that's kind of yeah. why we started this podcast too to talk about that. The fact that you know we have you know just as people you know living in this world on this rock together, uh, we've been going through some things and you know ups and downs and um, so. You know, thank you all for everybody listening to the Consider Your Mind podcast. We do yeah. really appreciate it um, because we want to have conversations and uh, address things in a in a very honest way. And where there's honesty, there's vulnerability. And um, you know, when you're around vulnerability, you can't help but you know um, you can't can't help but be affected, you know, by that. And so we want to affect uh, people in a good way. And speaking um, of affecting people, man, uh, mental health affects people in all types of different ways. It manifests itself in you know, a myriad of ways. Um, it's all individual. And one of the ways I think it, it, you know, manifests itself is, you know, in sometimes in irrational or like erratic behavior, you know, things that you just can't explain, yes. you know, and outside looking in, you know, um, I, I believe Dave Chappelle said it um, best. It was like the, the worst thing you can call somebody is crazy because it's dismissive. Yes. You know, shout out to the great social commentator, Dave Chappelle. But, yeah, it's dismissive. It's too simple. Like, man, that person's that crazy. That person got all these millions of dollars, and look how they're acting. That person, mm. you know, got all this talent, got all this opportunity, got all this or whatever. But, you know, look how what they're deciding to, you know, display and show in public. And I think one of the ways um, we as people can um, can look at that is through the eyes of, you know, again, being dismissive. You know, that person's crazy. I don't know. Man, glad I'm not like them type of thing. Or we got to look, I think, you know, we could address it with some compassion, you know, look at, hey, what's that person really going through to make them act exactly. like this, you know, yeah. because we true. put out, mm-hmm. And they all say, you know, like, I see the memes all the time, you know, like, check on your friend that's always laughing and smiling, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's not always that behind closed doors, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I learned that from experience myself, you know, having been in those situations where I'm not okay, but I don't want people around me to to start showing me pity or feeling sorry for mm-hmm. me. So I put on a smile and, mm-hmm. you know, act funny or goofy or do whatever to get the attention off myself. And as far as attention, you know, to, you know, something really going on, you know, but you don't want to be that person to be like, everyone's happy and you're the one that's being down, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got you to gotta walk around with a smile on your face all the time. You still got to perform. You still got to go to work. Exactly. You still got to make money. still got to, you know still got to live and live up to that expectation that people have of you, that image of you, you know. And so um, I feel sorry for, again, a lot of performers, a lot of people that are in the public spotlight. Um, you know, we're big sports guys. Um, yeah, shot, you know, fantasy football season. Uh, <laughs> it just wrapped up. Um, I got uh, third place in one of my leagues, and uh, I got That's knocked out in the first round in the other. Yeah, man, that was the family league, too. So got to beat my cousin uh, twice in a row at the end. You know, he nice, took me the first nice. game, but... Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't so. do so hot in my leagues. So, yeah, well, it's alright. We'll talk about that either. <laughs> yeah, no, and it is what it is. And you know what's crazy about that is how nothing has not been affected. Like I said, like post nine eleven world, post COVID world, even fantasy football, even things like that. Because all of a sudden there was another injury designation, COVID. They mm, can have, yep. you know, they could be out because of that. And so, you know, changing rosters and things like that. But what was um what was wild is the the I remember early on in the season, I think it was like week eight, there was um Calvin Ridley um for the Atlanta Falcons, you know, the receiver. Yep, um, yep. He actually um, you know, just was on IR and then all of a sudden wasn't available. He was done for the season and but it, it wasn't COVID related, it wasn't injury related, and he actually explained himself 
um, on Twitter, you know, on the on the, mm-hmm. Halloween, October 31st. And the, the thing about it is, again, I think some people are not into fantasy football or football at all. They think it's petty, but... You know, he was actually going to be the number one receiver because Julio Jones was gone now yeah. over to Tennessee. So a lot of people picked him highly in the draft. Calvin really, oh, man, he's good. You know, uh, got out of Alabama, I think he played. Uh, he's going to be, you know, t- be able to take over the shoes and have a really great season. Everybody was looking at him. Hey, it's this great receiver. Now he's going to be the opportunity to be the number one. Can't wait to see what he does. And all of a sudden, bam, you know, in the middle of the season, He's um, not available anymore, but it, again, like I said, it wasn't due to injury, wasn't due, you know, to the the pandemic, you know, um, per se. You know, he wasn't on the COVID list. He released a statement on Twitter saying, "I need to step away from football at this time to focus on my mental well-being. This will help me to be the best version of myself now and in the future. I want to thank my teammates, the entire Atlanta Falcons organization." Our great fans, our friend, my friends, my family, and all of our supporters during this time. So he released that on Twitter, like basically explaining, I'm doing this for my mental well-being, my personal well-being. You know, stepping away from an um, organization that, you know, a fan base. Again, a lot of supporters that, you know, couldn't wait to see him on the field. Had nothing but cheers, you know, yeah. um, you know, for the man. But whatever he was going through personally in his life, you know, he made the decision to prioritize that over go ahead and just performing and doing you know, the the grin and smile and bear it and just keep catching footballs thing. And I think yeah. that, you know, that's to be commended, you know. Um, Definitely. I mean, it shows that, you know, it's everyday people, it's celebrities, it's athletes. You know, we all deal with mental health and everyone deals with it differently. And for him to, you know, step up and actually mention that, you know, it's, it's, it's huge. A lot of people don't, you know, in the public eye, they don't really want to talk about it or, you know, whatever the case may be, but... You know, for a professional athlete. I think someone else in the Olympics did that earlier this year, didn't she? In the Olympics um, team? I, I think I, I know what you're name. talking about. Yeah, I, I forgot her I name, but talking about. she also did not want to compete, I believe, in the finals, I believe, or something like that. Where oh, Simone Biles, take... you mean? Yeah, Simone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was, yeah, it was the stress she was talking about, but she did kind of have an injury where she was getting kind of vertigo or the spins, they called it, where she couldn't tell what was up, was down, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But a lot of people did criticize her, and I thought, from what I had seen of her, man, she's a heck of a teammate. She really supports. I know gymnasts are very close. So for her, maybe to pull out of individual events because she's not doing well, I could see that. But I was like, pulling out of the team events when you know you can help your team, there must be something deeper going on, you know. And so I think, again, we have to we, – we're putting ourselves in our shoes. If I had the opportunity to be Olympics, I'd do this. If I got paid a million dollars to, you know, catch a football, I wouldn't let anything stop me. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, – so. It just goes, man. It's just this mental health. It's a very, very serious thing. I think mm-hmm. people should take. You know, I never understood the stigma behind it. I get it, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like why? You know, you're keeping your feelings bottled up. Whatever it is you're dealing with, you're keeping it bottled up. At some point, it's gonna explode. You know, and. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, because there's a different way to handle things. I mentioned, you know, Calvin Ridley, you know, a second ago um, for the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons, the receiver stepping away mid-season, you know, quietly, so, so to speak. Um, but, you know, recently, uh, I guess last week, you know, Antonio Brown, he, he decided to take a different route. For Again, those are non-football A-B. heads. A.B., man, he's a great, yeah, you know, Hall of Fame receiver, just won a Super Bowl with the um, Bucks last year. But... In the middle of the game, man. Like, again, third quarter, right yeah, after half the time. That was wild. Just, I, I just did not, acted a fool. I didn't expect, the, I didn't expect nah. that at all. I'm sure anyone, <laughs> not anyone 
you know, no. <laughs> did. I didn't even know what was going on. At first, I thought it was like a halftime thing. He was just whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But because I had red zone on, so I just saw a clip of that, and I was like, man, what the mm-hmm. hell was going on? And oh, he quit. He walked off the field. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, man, and shout out to the group chat, man. I found out in my <laughs> fantasy football league, you know, little group chat we have, all of us in it, saying, you know, AB just quit. And I'm like, what? Like, how, yes. how's that possible? They're playing a game. How do you quit? Like, what does that mean? And then you see, the, obviously, the footage. And, again, acting erratic, something you never see. Like, I've never, yeah. Yeah, never seen that. I think the closest one was Vernon Davis's brother. Um, he played for the um, the Bills, something Davis. And he quit at, like, halftime. He went into the locker room and mm-hmm. changed oh, yeah, engine. Yeah. Lynn left, yeah. But he didn't, like, you know, was that. on the field taking off his pads, you know, yeah. stripping down, you know, bare-chested and waving by the people making a scene and then like asking for you know again we have to look at these things with compassion i want to harness my inner tom brady as he addressed this mm-hmm. um but it is hard like when you're watching it you're like oh my god it's so hard not to judge but now that i'm you know addressing my mental health more and began in therapy i'm starting to see hey man if i didn't address certain things that i have going on from a mental standpoint it can come out like this it can come out in an outburst. It can, you know, uh, boil over, man. So, and you know, this—I mean, I was hearing an argument uh, about that too. How is it CTE? Is it from the hit that he got back in the days when they played against the Bengals? Mm-hmm. Uh, what or is this? Yeah, perfect, Montez, perfect, man. They, right. um, he got hit really, really hard, man. Those that, that was a vicious are crazy. Thing. Yeah, that and people have been thing. saying he's had kind of erratic behavior ever since then. So, yeah. again, going and back to the beginning of the show, mental health um, is important. Mental illness and all these things can be, um, it's individual. You don't know what can, you know, set it off. Sometimes it can be, you know, um, something you're born with, something you have a, a predisposition to. And sometimes you can have an impact. Something comes into your life, you know, physically hits you in the head and you cannot be, you know, the same. Yeah, man. I mean, the other side of it that they were arguing that, you know, is is it is it that, is it mental health? Is that an easy cop-out, you know, answer to mm. uh, his actual character? Like, is that mm, who he true. really is? You know, and that's another thing why, you know, some people would use it, you know, in my working career itself, like, I've seen people use that as an excuse to not do something. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen it as an excuse to... Just, so kind of like taking making a joke out of the mental health today. Like, exactly. For someone that does deal with that, that's 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 like a slap in your face. You know, like like I actually deal with this, and mm-hmm. you're using it as a you know by means to not do something. You know what I mean? Or to be, or for people to feel sorry for you or something. You know, like yeah. like a free pass. I'm like, you know, for the people that actually deal with that and actually know what it feels like, it's mm-hmm. it's like you know I don't use that as an excuse for anything. Yeah, no, no, yeah. And so, speaking of that, um, you actually, you know, you've been um, very vulnerable in opening up about your um, experiences and your journey um, with mental health. And to to give the the listeners a little bit of history with us, I met Mino back when I was like twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, right out of college. Yeah, right out of college. Twenty ten. So it's been about yeah. Twenty ten. Yeah, that's when I graduated college. So um, I was working at. Um, yeah, 20, the beginning of 2011, I was working at a gas station. Because, again, graduated in a recession, another thing that happened during our lifetime. <laughs> you know, yeah, that whole Great Recession thing. So I graduated in the middle of that, and I'm working at a gas station. And I got the opportunity then from there to work at a um, um, part-time at a bank and a grocery store. You know, so shout out to the the, 
the grocery yeah. store banks of the world out there. So and that's where I met Mr. Mino. So it was my first experience in the sales. And uh, he was my assistant manager. And he was showing me the ropes because he could talk to everybody. He had no fear. He would just go out, out there and talk. Hey, trying to get this checking account. Hey, trying to sell you that. Hey, how you doing? I mean, like, and so that he was kind of my trainer and my introduction into the into the sales world and into the world of just being a, a real uh, people person uh, for a living, man. So. Yeah, man, that was that was great times. You know, it was it's just fun. You gotta make the best out of everything. So mm-hmm. working Even at the we bank, was broke. Yeah. right? <laughs> just gotta make you know have fun with it. You know, you catch yeah. me. People that know me and know what we're talking about. There was a bank that we worked at that was inside a grocery store and. Uh, yeah, it was... Guaranteed Bank. It's not even around no more. Guaranteed yeah, Bank. People no remember more. that in the Twin Cities. They were inside of like the Rainbows, which aren't even yeah. there no more. The grocery store, that's not even there no more. So And it's like the interaction with people is just amazing. Like, you know, what can you mm-hmm. do? You know, you'll see me singing down the aisle, singing, dancing down the food I saw this man literally dancing. <laughs> yes, I saw him dancing down grocery aisles. There was yeah. nobody around, he thought. Man, he would just bust a move, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Fun times. Fun, yeah, fun man. times, man. Yeah, man. But, um, and then, you know, as you get a little older, you know, life happens to us and things like that. And then you actually were my, again, just like in my introduction to the sales and the people world, you were actually the first person to tell me anything about or um, bring up the idea of anxiety or mental health or that you were getting that addressed. And yeah. so that's why, again, coming full circle for me and you, you know, starting this platform and doing this, you were actually my introduction to even thinking about, you know, um, the, the idea of anxiety, the idea of depression, because I knew you. I knew you weren't faking. I knew if you were telling me, you know, something was wrong, if you're not up to go out, if you're not, you know, feeling your usual self, if I'm seeing you acting different, I knew it was genuine because I seen you act, you know, uh, quote unquote normal. I knew me know. Mm-hmm. And then so when you were going through this, you know, I didn't, you know, have, I, I, it was confusing, but I, I want to commend you could because you did communicate it. You know, like you said, we want to um, stop the stigma of, you know, saying, hey, I got a problem. You know, you should be able to communicate to your friends. And so I, I commend you for that because um, you would actually uh, call me if you were going through some, you know, type of anxiety or anything like that. You would hit me yeah. up. And that was, you know, I was kind of like made me feel accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew if you called, hey, man, it was serious. You know, pick up, you know, my boys, you know, need something right, from you. Right. And so um, that actually helped me grow, you know, as a friend and as a person, um, to, you know, Hey, can you really be there when, you know, somebody needs you? And so I just want to thank you again from back then, you know, from years and years ago, um, which we're about to get into it. You've been starting on the vulnerability, open yourself up, asking for help thing, man. So that's you for that. That's the main thing I really want to, you know, put out there is, you know, you're dealing with stuff, you know, speak up, talk to somebody. It's in the long run, it helps. Trust me. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be. I've been there. I've been through hell, like <laughs> to the bottom, rock bottom, and people notice. And you know, you have to you have to ask for help. You know, mm-hmm. when you need it. And you know, it's enough of that BS of I'm a man. God, I could do it on my own now. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, man. You know, humble yourself before life does it for you. Boy, humble yourself, lest ye be humbled. I think, <laughs> I think a book says that. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the main thing, guys. I mean, you're dealing with depression, anxiety, you know, bipolar, anything. Just speak up. Let people know. Let the people closest to you know what you're going through. Because when there be times when you don't want to talk to nobody, that simple, just checking up on you, how you doing, goes a long way. 
So mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely, man. Again, you never know what you're doing for people. And so actually, just to transition right into that, let's give people a, a more background, you know, on yourself. Take us the timeline up until, you know, you started to um, really address, you know, your issues with anxiety. You know, what was the timeline up, you know, up until then? Who was, uh, who was Mina? How did yeah, we get I mean, here? I mean, so it was pretty much, obviously, what started it all was uh, almost like a little relationship thing. As most things happen, you know, relationship, you put, you know, you let your guard down, you're happy, you're, you're sharing things, you know, with somebody. And, for and what, year, when, what year was this? When, when this was, was this 20, 2010, 2011. Okay, okay yeah, after, uh, pretty soon after yeah, I met you. Yeah, shortly after, you know, we met and everything like that. And, you know, it just happens to be, I was going with, you know, seeing somebody at that time, I guess you could say that. And mm-hmm. uh, to find out that, you know, it, she wasn't, as truthful or as honest as I like. Mm-hmm. What uh, you thought she was? Yeah, yeah um, you know, me and the other person found out. We, we you know, exchanged information, and yeah, things just hit the fan at that point. I won't go into mm-hmm. it, but um, yeah. my, I just, I was so angry. I remember being so bad. Like every, you know, anything that I felt, you know, pain and hurt, I wanted her to feel. I wanted her to feel exactly how I felt, except worse. And mm. I, it became an obsession of wanting her to feel like, how could you do that to me? You know, like I've never done anything to this, you know, level to anyone. I would never do anyone this wrong. You know, like yeah, I would never do that to somebody. And how could someone do that to somebody? And you know, just in general, like, you know, what kind of person are you? It was so I was so wrapped up in anger that that's it became my life. And and for like a month straight, I was just angry, just angry, and just anytime I. I saw her or hear her name. I was just pissed, you know. Like, it became so like possessed, uh, obsessed with you know feeling this anger towards her, and it, it ate me up to the point mm-hmm. where um, I just remember when it first happened. My first anxiety attack. I didn't know what it was at first, but it was a Friday night. I was going over to a friend's house. She moved into a new place and wanted everyone to come check it out. So you know, I said sure. At this time, my you know roommates they're out of town at this point. They all went to Chicago, and I was home by myself. So I decided to go out to the friend's house that night. You know, had a couple of drinks, a little dinner party, home a housewarming party thing. So I drove. You know, when it all ended, I was driving home. It was 11, 12 midnight. I was about five minutes from my apartment, and all of a sudden my heart just started pounding, for no reason. And that went on for like ten seconds. Went away. I was like, oh, "What was that?" You know, that was that was crazy because I kind of felt short of breath too. So I'm driving. All of a sudden, it happened again, and this time I felt dizzy, cold sweats, heart beating, just confused. And I hurry up and and got to my parking lot in my apartment, and I got out of my car, felt dizzy, kind of leaned back on my car, called my friend at that time, and asked her to come pick me up to go to the hospital. She came, picked me up. We didn't even end up going in the hospital because I felt better by that time. And yeah, that night, I, you know, just said, you know what? I think I just need to sleep. Dropped me back off. Went to sleep, woke up the next day, and I just felt out of whack. Mm-hmm. I felt I felt like I was drugged up or something. I, I so, just, so, so, so to be clear, so your friend, she did come and, you know, get you. She got you to the hospital, but by that time you were feeling better? Like, yeah, by that time know, I was feeling better. feeling better. So you just said, hey, let's just, you know, go home. You know, I'm tired. And deal with it from there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the next day I woke up, I didn't, 
I just still, I still felt off. I didn't know what's going on. Went to the doctors. They said, oh, you're probably just exhausted. Get some rest. So I, you know, did what I normally did at that time. I came home, relaxed. I went to the gym, did a little workout, got my body moving, came back home. And it happened again, another anxiety panic attack, where this time I was, like, outside of my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I was just confused, and I couldn't move. I didn't want to go in. I didn't want to go in the apartment because I felt like something bad was going to happen. Didn't know what. Oh, wow. But I didn't want to go in, so I was just staying outside for like an hour or two, you know, just pacing back and forth, you know, just confused, not knowing what's going on, felt dizzy, felt, I felt high without mm. smoking. Uh, that's what I felt yeah. like. Yeah, and um, somewhere else. Yeah. And then it went away and I felt fine. And then, you know, I, had, I, I didn't miss work for like about a month. I had to go on a little FMLA leave for a month. Okay. So you took, um, so that caused you to actually yeah, take the FMLA leave to you to step away, you know, from your job to, uh. Because was you getting anxiety? You were afraid it was gonna happen at the job, or yep, exactly. I was afraid okay. that was gonna happen to me at work while I'm talking to a potential customer, client, mm-hmm. or yeah, an interaction with my boss, or you know, whatever the case may be. I didn't want to have that happen at work. And besides, if I didn't feel like myself, I didn't want to be there. You know, like mm-hmm. no, so, no, that's that's good, man. That's what that is for. You know, FMA leave. You know, um, family and medical leave. I believe it is. Um, it's called like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So again, uh, shout out to you know taking the resources that you have, you know, and utilizing that. I, I do it like again, bringing it back to what we spoke about earlier. That's akin to I think you know what maybe Calvin Ridley did, you know, with the Falcons. Like, hey man, I got to take a leave. You know, I don't want this to affect my performance. You know, um, right. I, I think a lot of people will feel you on that, man. You don't want, especially guys, man. We don't want to be weak. You know, what I'm saying, especially at the job, if we're interacting with people, if we're in sales, we're in a front-facing type of position. We don't want to. We don't want this this issue to come up, and because because people remember that stuff. Like as much, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Unfortunately, they're not as sensitive. You know, uh, people aren't always as sensitive we we like, and we don't want that to um, you know mess up our bag or fumble the bag, so to speak, um, right. long term. So. Again, shout out to you for that awareness, you know, for taking that time. And so during that time when you when you took that month off, what what kind of things were you doing? I was honestly seeing a therapist. Okay. Um, I was seeing a therapist. Okay. How saw, did that, yeah. How did you see, how did you know talk about that process a little bit? For me, I've okay. So the thing about me is that I've always been the person that people always came to for advice. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's about relationships or whatever, you know, things going on in the home or things with themselves. I was always that person that people came to. And I just always had an understanding of how, I guess you say, just life in general, how things go, how you should feel, what maybe what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been that person. So when I went to see the therapist, everything they were telling me about maybe you should try this, maybe you should try that, is stuff I already knew from reading books yeah. and reading up on mental health and everything like that because I was really like, I want to get on top of this. I don't want... So that's what I was wondering. Like during that month you're taking off, you were yeah. probably on Google. You're just Googling away, you know, looking up everything. Yep. I was Googling. I was talking to some friends. I was, you know, just talking to, to whoever. And they said, maybe you should try a therapist. I went to see a therapist. And to be honest, it just, I guess it just wasn't for me. I was almost okay. looking for them to... Um, to confirm what I've been doing and what I've been telling myself or trying to learn myself is correct. Those are the things you should do. Yeah. You know, taking a deep breath, uh, finding something to ground yourself, close your eyes, count to 10, deep breathing, stuff like that. It's things I've already been doing. So mm-hmm. to see the therapist, I guess you could get a second opinion, professional opinion at that point. Mm-hmm. At that fact. 
to say, okay, I am doing the right things that I am doing. So I just got to keep telling myself that. But then with anxiety, it's so it t- always takes a negative spin for you. Like, oh, you're just telling yourself that. That's really not what you're supposed to do. Hmm. And you would doubt yourself. My anxiety would get triggered from anything and everything at that time. Oh, okay. It would be worst case scenario. It would be like... Your hey, mind always goes to the worst case scenario. I get that, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, you want to go downtown? It's like, no, nah, I don't like the traffic. And plus, what if a car hits me? Okay, uh, how the hell did I go from that to getting a car hit? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. You know, okay. so yeah, my my thought process ever since then has always been zero to hundred real fast. And on top of that, I'm just naturally an emotional person. Mm-hmm. I they, I guess they said I'm an empath, if that's if that's the correct term. Where I feel I feel really deeply about things. Or mm-hmm. if someone was going through, uh, if someone felt sad, I would feel that same sadness with them. Or feel like I I completely understand him, so it's mm-hmm. like even as a kid I remember if my mom was upset about something she would cry. So for some reason I would cry with her because I felt that pain too. That's deep. So it's it's weird, and I don't know. I'm just I guess spiritually emotionally I'm just really aware and connected, you know. So it's like yeah, I just I just feel deeply, and I could feel. I have an understanding of someone's emotions. So, but yes, that's so that's a whole combine that with the anxiety. Now you're super sensitive to everything. Yeah. Now everything yeah. is heightened. You know what I'm saying? You feel exactly. like you can feel, you know, everything to the extreme. Yep. So, it reminds me of that scene. Again, I'm about to nerd out real quick, but you know, like X Men, when like Professor X, like he said, he's like a kid and, you know, all these voices in his head were driving him crazy. Like he got extra, like, sensitive to hearing everything, feeling everything. <laughs> he had to really train himself to just you know tune out what he wanted to hear and that was like you know in a sense like your superpower you know activating and all of a sudden it's like everything's too much you know yeah, yeah definitely and you know like and besides doing the therapist thing and doing all these exercises and breathing exercises and the gym really helped me out it allowed mm-hmm. me to to focus on something other than just letting my mind wander. That's the main thing. I'm sure everyone deals with it. Your mind wanders. A normal person who doesn't deal with anxiety will probably just, you know, everything is normal. For me, this is the thought process, okay? I'll sit there and I'll look at uh, the TV. I'll see an ad for McDonald's. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. McDonald's not good. Let's see if I want, do I want something from McDonald's? Am I hungry? I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. I'll eat later. Cool. So that thought process goes to not know where I'll be like, but what if I get in the car and a deer comes on the road while I'm driving to McDonald's? I could die. What, Man. What, I, I would never hear my mom ask me what kind of food I want to eat tonight again. I'll never get, you know, stuff like that. And it'll just go on. And then it's like, if I die, where do I really go? It's nothing. It's black. Like, like you'll just keep going and going until I have to, literally in my head, I would tell her, stop. Yeah, you have to like chill, time I would just out. Say, stop. I would literally have to say that, and like either out loud or in my head, I'll just yell out "stop," and I'll get my attention back to whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Damn!" Like, and I and what makes it worse is I'm a curious person. Oh man, like <laughs> if I find something interesting, I'm I'm obsessed with that. And yeah, I'll, that's why you're creativity. That's why you're the creative director of the show. This is very yes. It's, it's <laughs> crazy. Curious, my mind's yeah. always racing, hundred you know, hundred miles an hour, and it and at times it, it gets to be too much. Like, you really feel like you're going to go crazy. 
Like, I, that's one of my worst fears is losing my mind, going again, crazy. Going back to that again, because it's dismissive, just going crazy. Like, no, no one's going to want to deal with you. If, they, if you're labeled as crazy, if you feel like you're, you know, on with that C word, like, all of a sudden it's, it's over for you. Yeah. You know, that that's when, again, you, you feel like there's no help. And and that's when people, you know, when you get to the point, you know, um, again, we don't want to use that, you know, word here, but that's the point where a lot of people start to think about, you know, self-deletion. You know, no, yeah. it, it'd be easier not to be here, you know, any longer. It all and, ties together, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, and the, that thought, I'll tell you this, I, I do not deal with suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. but I've had had suicidal thoughts and the time to okay here's another thing when i went to see that's real accident, that's very real man. they wanted me to take uh, a medication for my anxiety called selexa i've never taken anything for anxiety before so i'm like okay if this is going to help me cool i took selexa and i remember i was at the mall of america we mm-hmm. went to eat bubba gump delicious place by the way um okay bubba gump yeah 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 the shrimp yeah. plate yeah, yeah and outside of bubba gump you know maybe like 100 feet from it, or maybe longer, I don't know. There was an exit to go to the parking ramp next to Bubblegum. And at that time, I smoked cigarettes. And yeah. so I went out there to have a cigarette. And while on this medication, I was staying on the edge next to the rail. And all I could think about was, I need to jump off this ramp. Oh, It scared the hell out of me because I couldn't stop thinking about jumping off the ramp. Luckily, my friends came out to join me for a cigarette. I ran to them. I literally ran to them. Wow. And they look at me like, you all right? They're like, I got to go inside. I'll meet you inside. So, and this is at the Mall of America? This is at the Mall of America. Yeah, and yep, yep. So play, yeah. I really feel for people that deal with suicide. That's, you can't stop. It was like five minutes of like fear all over my head. Like I, I just could not stop. Like I kept saying, you need to jump. It's better to jump. All the stress you're dealing You know, like it was mm-hmm. just... My mind was on its own at that point. It went rogue. And it scared the hell out of me. So I stopped taking Selexa. And ever since then, I vowed that I would never take any medication for anxiety. Not saying that you, whoever goes through anxiety or anything like that, if you know, if you feel you have to take medication, by all means, just do, you know, please see a doctor about that and get professional licensed help. Yo, for me, yo, man. for yes. myself, I decided for myself, I did not want to take anything because I did not ever want anything to make me feel like that again. And it took my worst fear of having feeling of losing control and not being able to control your mind or thoughts that was happening to me for five minutes. So, and that's five thing. minutes of your life, boy. Yep. And then on top of that, that's when I start really looking into self help, self love, mm-hmm. self care. I went to start going back to the gym. I started getting back to my routine that I was doing. I stopped hanging around people that were so negative. You know, if I wanted to do something, I felt like it was a good idea. I wanted to surround myself with people that would support me and, you know, have same goals. They just want to succeed and do well in life. So I started cutting people out to start hanging around with everyone to stop, you know, just start really trying to focus on myself. And that was, by then, it's been 2011, 2012. And it's been a daily battle ever since, man. Like, it's... Okay. Some days I still have... My moments, but I remind myself like, hey, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still breathing. Continue doing the things that I do, and I will be fine. Whatever happens, happens. But as long as I know that I'm doing what I need and what I can do for myself, that's all that matters, and that's all I can do. 
and I have to accept the fact that it's going to be the battle for the rest of my life. I have to accept that I deal with anxiety. I have to accept that I'm going through this and just face it head on. Surround yourself with, you know, good people. Yeah. Surround yourself with positive people and, you know, you'll be okay. And oh, that's okay. what I tell myself every day. That's what I've been doing since I've been diagnosed with anxiety disorder. And, you know, there's other medical things that I deal with as well that piles up to make certain days harder. But we'll get into that at a different time. Yeah, yeah. But that's pretty much what I did after my month away from work back then. And I took that time to really learn how to take care of myself. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And um, I like, you know, shout out to, again, our first uh, guest last week, Steve. How he says, yo, man, I'm actively in recovery. I like how you say, like, yo, I accept this. This is, you know, I actively deal with anxiety. You feel me? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, and to be real about that. So you don't, you don't fool yourself either. Put yourself in a bad position. Let our ego get in the way. Like, you know what, man, I got this. I'm over this. I'm da da da. You know, nah, man. You know, actually, hey, it really is, you know, a one day at a time type of thing. It's a, um, and it's very personal because no one can really tell how much progress you made. Like, again, because I was around you during that time. Yeah, yep. I, I was, I was, you know, around you, and, and so to hear you even talk about it like now, man, it's, it's, it blows my mind because, you know, again, the Mino that I knew. You know, at the time, you know, he was taking me on my first party bus, Mino, you know, talking <laughs> about like times. being afraid, you know, getting a car accident, man. We were hopping on buses. I don't even know if we knew them know. people like that, man. Like, <laughs> And that's, that's, another thing, that's another thing that I wanted to point out for people. It was like, for me, like how people saw me meant a lot to me because I wanted to make sure everyone around me was having fun. I want to make sure everyone around me was just having a good time. So some people might see me as I was trying to be a life of the party or the center of attention stuff, but for real, it was I was just being me because I want to make sure people are having a good time, and that was just me, and that's how I've always been. I, I, you know, I live off the energy that I surround myself uh, surround myself with people with good energy, and that's what I live off of is I get energy from people. So and for me, with dealing with anxiety and having to deal with this other thing, it it didn't allow me to be myself fully. So. Yeah, a lot of times I would go. say, no, I don't want to come hang out because I felt like I couldn't be myself. I felt like I couldn't be mean on 100% of the time. And I didn't want people to be like, oh, you know, he's not dancing and singing around. Is something wrong with him? Is, oh, is he sad? Uh, I didn't want that attention. I didn't want that. You know, so I was like, if I can't be myself and be who, you know, I really am and I don't have the energy to be myself, then I don't want to be around people because I don't want to bring people down. And that's why... I, I've disappeared for so long. Man, that, that's very relatable, man. I think a lot of people are going to relate to you on that because I'm one of those people who care about how I'm, I'm seen too. You know, want to put my, you know, my best foot forward. And if you're not, you know, on today, you know, you're not ready to perform, you're not ready to fulfill that role that people have for you in their lives, you know, um, you don't, you'd rather not just be seen at all as opposed to fall short or people ask, hey, man, what's wrong? You know, um, mm -hmm. You don't, you don't, you don't really want to do that, but that's the, that, that's the internal struggle that, that really is an internal struggle because no one can see it because you say, Hey man, come out with us. And you're like, nah, man, I'm good tonight. You really could just be good tonight or like how, that fine line, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially without, with being social. And as we become adults and we get busier and busier in life, it is easier and easier to isolate and, yeah. um, that's that's not good for our minds actually you know just even on a, a 
on a physical level, you know, not interacting, isolating ourselves. It actually does deteriorate, deteriorate, you know, our minds and deteriorate us over time. So staying, um, being still willing to reach out, being social, because again, you would still reach out to me during this time. Like, you know, I knew if you, if you hit me up, if you, you know, were calling me, you know, no matter what, like, okay, it must be something serious. It must be something, you know, important. You must, you know, um, you don't need something right now, but that was cool because, hey, I knew you was always there for me, too. Anytime I was going through what I was going through, again, you would like that empath thing you said earlier. That's real big because that's why everybody went to you for advice. That's why everybody was wanting to hang. Hey, Mina, what about this? Because you really, you know, we, we understood that you cared, you know, just as a friend. And so it helped me to be, like I said, return that favor as a friend, you know, to you and Again, it really kind of brought us, you know, all the way here. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, which is crazy. That's the thing too. It's just like, I mean, to to get to that point, it's believe me for people that deal with it, it's a lone, it's a lonely, lonely place, mm -hmm. and to be and to, you know, I've always you know, taken my time by myself very seriously. I enjoy my alone time mm -hmm. to the point where I've gotten so used to it and i i really don't like it i i hate being by my, I, I hate being by myself and but no, I I, you, I, because of the time that i have by myself like i'm able to tolerate it i'm able to be by myself and i'm fine with that mm -hmm. because now i know what you know what i can do mm -hmm. whether i'm by myself dealing with things i know that i can deal with it but it doesn't happen overnight. Again, this is 2022 now, and I've been dealing with this since pretty much 2010, 2011. Hey, very important it's a, to it's note, a long battle. note that. Yeah, note that, man. This is um, this is not some overnight, you know, thing. You're not just gonna have the solutions. And so, um, I hope hoping through the journey, um, you know, with this platform, as we consider continue to, you know, put ourselves out there, make ourselves vulnerable, mm -hmm. and bring in, you know, resources for people out there that's looking to um, take their mental health. You know, to the level that it needs to be. Um, I'm, I'm, I know it's a journey, and it's going to be public. <laughs> you yes. know, this is real life, and we're living it. You know, exactly. um, and you know, and you know, for people that are listening, you know, like again, this we made this for people to share their stories, to come out, open up, tell us what's going on, have the conversation with us, because you know, for the longest time, I felt like I was alone, like for real. I've had one other person to talk to, but what if that person's not available? You know, I needed a place, I want a place where I could just come, know that people are here or dealing with same, similar things, worse things. Maybe I could be an ear for them or they can be an ear for me, you know, and build a community where, hey, you know, it is okay not to be okay. If you're going through something, it's okay to, you know, cry. Guy, girl, don't matter. Like, Y'all have feelings, y'all go through stuff, and just, you know, it's a safe place here. So it's like, yeah. whatever you're dealing with, you know, just let us know. I mean, if you don't want to be out in public, you know, you could message yeah, us. And, and this is very important. This is this platform is not about being messy, getting in people's business like that. No, 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 no. That's bad for your mental health. <laughs> you know, oversharing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That That's the thing, too, man. So we're not, we're not trying to put it out there like that. But... Um, I'm glad you said that, like, hey, this is a place you can, you know, cry, so to speak. And it's funny because we have to say that because um, obviously we're fellas, you know, we're dudes on the podcast. And so I guess this is a men's platform, but this is about mental health just for everybody. You know, uh, my first uh, article that I, you know, put out a first blog post was, was mental health for all. 
And, you know, I meant that everybody It's not a um, it's definitely not a gender thing. Not at all. Um, it's not a, a racial thing. Not at all, man. This this when the rain falls, it falls on everybody. So um, we just wanted to make that clear from the outset that yes. this is a platform, again, for everybody. Why? Because mental health is important, period. It's not important <laughs> for some people uh, and not others. It's not important for rich people, not poor people. It's not important for um, men and not women. No. Um, if you're going through this life like we are, then, yeah, you need some help, too, because we just briefly, briefly went over the things that we've been going through just living here, starting off when we were, you know, teenagers, you know, even before that, going through 9-11, bam. So that's when we're in middle school. Then all of a sudden we get to college and it's like the Great Recession. The housing collapse happens. Boom. You know, a lot of us were affected like that because, you know, we had parents that got laid off and things like that. So, um, yeah. you know, and then, you know, now we're adults and going through this, um, the pandemic thing. And to your point, we, we don't want to be alone. And you're actually, you know, we're dealing in a time where it's easier to isolate than ever. <laughs> it's easier. It's encouraged. You know, exactly. it's encouraged. There are lockdowns and things like that, you know. Um, so I think it's important. Again, we use this uh, digital space and I, I thank God that we're in a time where um, we can connect. And so we don't have to feel alone because you're not. Exactly. That That is the biggest lie. That's the biggest trick um, is to say, hey, you're the only one going through this or you're alone or uh, nobody's going to understand you. Nope. No, there, there's actually an entire community. There's a lot more people than you think, a lot closer, matter of fact, yeah. than you think that is going through something very similar or, um, yeah. or you know, can relate or can just relate to you. There's, there's a lot more sympathetic ears out there than, than people realize, especially in a social media world where everything becomes a meme. When you instantly, if you put yourself out there, man, poor Tyrese. You know, the actor from, you know, the Fast and the Furious and all of that stuff, man. He cried on, you know, cried about, I think it was his daughter that he couldn't see. Just want to see my baby. And now, bam, all over the, you know, the Internet. Um, you know, it's terrible, man. Even Michael Jordan, they did it to MJ. The man is a meme, the crying Jordan <laughs> meme. Like, it, emotions, you know, it's legendary. Like, but that's deep, though. <laughs> it's like emotionally vulnerable moments. Those get turned into, like, again, those go viral. Those... Um, continue into perpetuity and so we don't want to be that like that I, I hope again we, we laugh we joke we're pretty you know especially me and this dude bro like yeah it gets silly yeah. sometimes and guys give us some time <laughs> as well give us some time as well this is our first time doing things of this mm -hmm. nature being on a uh, an internet being on a platform like this so give us some time to grow and learn it ourselves and you know you know we invite you guys to grow with us and mm -hmm. this is something that we want to do Mm -hmm. um, you know, give back in any way that we can to let people mm -hmm. that know that you know we are listening, we are here, we are everyday people that deal with mental stress, mental illnesses, or we know somebody that goes through it. So, absolutely, you know, to be here and share your stories and everything and join the conversation means a lot. Um, again, you know, we'll wrap it up here for this week. Um, mm -hmm. If you guys did not see our first or hear our first episode, we did have our buddy Steve here from MoreAwarenessTees.com. Uh, mm -hmm. He pretty much took us through a little journey of him uh, to sobriety. So if you missed that out, uh, go ahead and check that out on the website. Um, other than that, you know, it's it's been fun. It's been it's been a good talk. Yeah. Uh, if anything, man, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, 
one last thing it is we also have blogs up so if you go to www.considiamind.com it's for podcasts and blogs so if you'd like to read up on some articles eric and i put up some articles there for now but more will obviously be put up later as time goes by Yep, definitely. And specifically, check out uh, Mino's article documenting what he talked about today. You know, his first anxiety attack. Uh, definitely go check that one out um, because it's important that we put that out there so that people, again, can relate. Even as he was, you know, as I was reading that, um, I was just I was telling to myself, I was like, there's somebody that probably went through this exact situation, had those exact same feelings. And this is really going to um, really speak to them. So uh, consideryourmind.com. Definitely go check out our blog post. And anything else, Mino? Um, I mean, if you guys have questions or want us to cover any topics or share your stories, you know, just definitely contact us, message us. We're on Facebook as well, Instagram. Mm-hmm. All consider so, your mind. So, yep. Yep. So just hit us up. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me. I mean, until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks All for right. tuning in, guys. Peace.